Hello, City Church. This is City Church together for Tuesday, January 25th. Today we are going to be doing another Hear Journal. Um, I'm going to do one from yesterday's Bible reading from Acts 24 that leads into the action going on in Acts 25. In fact, 24 and 25 um, happen in 26. These three chapters together all form up um, this whole Paul in front of uh, sort of kings and uh, rulers in uh, Rome. And so I want to turn to something interesting that happens in chapter 24, and I'm going to start in verse 22. So we're going to do 22 through 27. This is the way it reads. Since Felix was well informed about the way, in other words, the church or the Christians at the time, he adjourned the hearing saying, when Lysias, the commander, comes down, I will decide your case. He ordered that the centurion keep Paul under guard, though he could have some freedom, and that he should not prevent any of his friends from meeting his needs. Several days later, when Felix came with his wife Drusilla, who was Jewish, he sent for Paul and listened to him on the subject of, wait for it, faith in Christ Jesus. Now, as he spoke about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix became afraid and replied, Leave for now, but when I have an opportunity, I'll call for you. At the same time, he was also hoping that Paul would offer him money. So he sent for him quite often and conversed with him. After two years had passed, Portius Festus succeeded Felix. And because Felix wanted to do the Jews a favor, he left Paul in prison. That is the word of the Lord from Acts chapter 24. Now, here's where I want to zero in. So here's the verse I'm going to highlight. I want to highlight verse 25 of of Acts 24. So Acts 24, 25, which reads like this. Now, as Paul spoke about, uh, now as Paul spoke about righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come, Felix became afraid and replied, leave for now. I'll call for you when uh, I have an opportunity. Okay. Here's what struck me about this passage. I'm going to try to explain it. Notice in verse 24, so in chapter 24, verse 24, when Felix, so this Roman ruler and his wife Drusilla, um, they send for Paul and listen to him. And so his speech, what they call Paul to come and talk about, is the subject of faith in Jesus Christ. All right. Now, notice the content, at least that Luke decides to include, about his speech that is about faith in Christ Jesus and about Felix's reaction to it. That's what I want us to pay attention to in verse 25. Okay, so we get a three-prong um, uh, approach here to this speech, or, or at least these are the three things that Paul was talking about when Felix really started to have like a nervous breakdown. Okay, it is righteousness, self-control, and the judgment to come. All right, let's explain that and and, uh, try to understand what each of those is most likely referring to. Well, righteousness is talking about wholeness, um, being right with God and being um, connected to things being healed and whole and as they should be. Um, So righteousness is not merely about doing right things. 
Righteousness is about doing right things as those right things relate to the concept of shalom or wholeness. Okay, so um, in other words, think in terms of, um, uh, let's see, it, it, it is, it's wrong to um, walk up to a person and smack them across the face. Um, not because God has arbitrary definitions of what is right and wrong, but because wholeness, a part of wholeness is having whole relationships where you have vulnerability and trust and you're not taking advantage of another person or abusing them, okay? So that's one just example of righteousness is trying to give us something concrete in that category. So he spoke. So when Paul is speaking about faith in Christ, he's, we know that one thing that's in there is righteousness. There is a sense of wholeness and what is good and together and when all things as are they should be or as they are right, okay? All is right with the world or the world is set to rights, okay? Which is going to be judgment to come. We'll get to that in just a second. Actually, let's go there now because because the for me, the most interesting part is this middle one. All right, so judgment to come is the world being set to rights. So righteousness would be an expectation of how the world is supposed to be. Judgment to come is that God is going to set the world to rights. In other words, heaven and earth will be combined. There will be no more split between the two. Um, the shalom will be here, new heavens, new earth, et cetera, et cetera. That is the judgment to come. So judgment to come, um, we often think of judgment to come as um, hell is your destination and you better repent before you go to hell, okay? Judgment to come is more about uh, Jesus coming back and setting the world to rights, making all things new. Now, is hell a part of that? And like, does it play a role in that? Yes, but um, think of judgment to come in terms of, yes, Jesus is going to come set the world to rights. And um, I think uh, over in Matthew um, recently, maybe today, actually, uh, we read about the sheep and the goats and the division of the sheep and the goats. And so um, that is part of that. The judgment to come will include setting the world to rights. So we have wholeness and righteousness the way things are supposed to be. On the back end, in this discussion about faith in Christ, we have that Jesus is going to come back and make all things new. Now, dear brother or sister in Christ, I think if it was you or me, let me just speak for myself, and someone said, you, you have to speak to a ruler, and you have, let's say, 20 minutes about to speak to him about faith in Christ, and on the front end, you're going to talk about righteousness the way the world should be. On the back end, you're going to talk about Jesus coming, making all things new and setting the world to rights. You have one more thing to talk about in the middle. What that's What is that going to be? Guys, I got to tell you, self-control would probably be number 78, 79, 80, or 880 on that list. You know, I'm thinking grace. I'm thinking the cross. I'm th- and again, now, that's not to say that Paul did not have that in the conversation. I mean, Paul is the guy who said, I preach nothing but Christ crucified. But isn't it interesting that the guy who said, I preach nothing but Christ crucified and make him known, when we actually get an example of a speech that he is making to a ruler about faith in Christ, the three examples we get don't include the cross of Christ. Again, that hear me clearly. Our presentations of Jesus should include the cross of Christ. Without the cross, without the resurrection, our faith is in vain, okay? I'm simply pointing out in this text that 
we get this strange appearance of self-control. Righteousness, I get. That's a setup for, don't you think this is the way the world should be? But it's not. Judgment to come. Don't you want a God who sets all things right? Yes, right in the middle. What do I need? Well, I need like, if you were the only person that sinned, Jesus would die for you. You know, and you know, the grace of God is so, you know, he overcomes everything. The love is the love of God. You know, even that, but it's self-control. Now, I can't exactly tell you why that was what the topic of Paul's um, conversation was or, or his presentation. What I can tell you, and, and what I think the, the gist of the text is here in verse 25, is that Luke, the writer of Acts, is trying to show us why Felix became afraid and replied, get out of here. Like, you, you got to give me a break. And I think he is highlighting the three subjects. Now, self-control, number one, is when Jesus calls us to bear our cross, in other words, I take the big cross, you're going to have little crosses. You know, you think of Matthew 11 where he says, come and follow me. My burden is light. In other words, I have a burden. There is a yoke that I want you to take up, but it's light. Like, I take the big cross and I heal you from um, from the slavery of your sin And now in your freedom, I want you to take up small crosses where you deny yourself and follow me. And so self-control is in that basic message that we get from Jesus. Deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow me. And notice that these are the three things that offend, seem to, at least seem to bring some sense of, okay, I can't listen to this right now. It is about righteousness, the way things should be, the way God is and the way all things should be that Jesus is going to come back and make them that way. And then this third one, that requires of us self-control, denial of self, um, not letting our impulses rule us. And Felix is afraid of that. Let's apply this. We are talking right now in this series on habits. Discipline and self-control are a big deal. And one is all of us can say yes to righteousness. Yes, things are not as they should be, and we want them to be. All of us can say, yes, Jesus is coming back, and he's going to set the world to rights. But often what we don't want is this middle thing, and that requires something of me. That calls me to something. It calls me to self-denial. It calls me to self-control. It calls me to say no to things and yes to other things. Which, you know, I, I've been preaching uh, or, or have and will again and again in the series and every time I bring up habits. Like, habits eat good intentions for breakfast. You can have all of the good intentions of the world, but if you don't establish the habits that actually help you to make harder decisions easier. To me, that you know you have a good life of habits, you know you, know you have a disciplined life, when the hard thing becomes the easy thing to do and the easy thing becomes the hard thing to do. Like when it, when it just becomes easy to say yes to righteousness, that, that is widely created in habits. And that's what Felix says no to. I mean, he's like, no, self-control. No, 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 I, I'm a king and a ruler with power. And you can see how he's still grabbing for money. I mean, that comes up in the text later. We're hoping that Paul would offer him money, you know, hey, let me get out of jail. So he's missing the point of Jesus. And yes, 
Jesus, you know, a, a life with Christ is by grace through faith alone. But don't forget that a life by grace through faith alone entails self-control, self-denial, following Jesus. We are called to that, and that's going to mean choices. But we have to stay in the middle of that story of righteousness and judgment to come, which I love, because those are the things that shape us, stories and habits, stories and habits. And right in the middle of the story of this is the way the world should be righteousness, but it's not, Jesus is going to come and make all things new, Right there in the middle of that is this weird, strange admonition of self-control. It only happens by the Holy Spirit. It only happens in us by the power of God. We are incapable without the grace of God doing that, but we are still called to it. And so let's do it, City Church. Let's practice self-control by the Holy Spirit so that we can stand in front of the Felixes of the world and give a testimony to what it means to have faith in Christ Jesus. Let's respond in prayer. Heavenly Father, we not only need the boldness to preach the message about righteousness and the judgment to come and the cross of Jesus, we we are also called to have the lives that show that off. And that means self-control. It means taking up our crosses, denying ourselves and following you. Will you bring to mind in all of our people where you are calling them to say yes to you and no to something else in holiness and in love. And by that, multiply their opportunities to give testimony to your sufficiency and the sufficiency of your grace. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. City Church, go and multiply the gospel.